0: Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Lissy Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. So I've been living with type 1 diabetes for eight years, and of those eight years, I've been on an insulin pump for seven and a half. That means I've gone through 912 site changes, and that's not even counting my continuous glucose monitor. If you're living with diabetes, then you know that these diabetes devices are precious and when we're just trying to do the things that we love like being active, hanging out with our friends, traveling, we literally do not have time for our devices coming off and then dealing with insurance on top of that to deal with replacements. That is why I'm so happy that I found Stingrip, my favorite diabetes patch company, three years ago. Before finding them, my devices used to always knock off on doorways or sweat off after a workout. But since finding them, I can honestly say that I can go to the gym four days a week, sweat it up in hot yoga, go to the beach, and travel without having to worry about anything happening to my devices. As a type 1 diabetic who wants to make the most out of these experiences, I can't tell you how comforting it is to know that I have one less thing to worry about. Whether you're on an insulin pump or a continuous glucose monitor, you can try out SkinGrip at skingrip.com and save on your order by using the code Lissie L-I-S-S-I-E, at checkout. Now let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to It 100 Radio. Um, This episode has been kind of a shit show so far. Uh, Let's see what time is it. (laughs) It's one fourteen. We said that we are going to start recording at 1. Um, So (laughs) we're recording today with Val, who is our lead support coach inside of TV 100. And just a really good friend of mine. I want to bring you back on the podcast because first of all, we haven't had an episode together in a pretty long time since I think when the podcast first came out. So I think that was like episode four. And you might hear her on the podcast, um, every other week in her segment, empowered voices by Val or with Val. And I just wanted to bring you back on. And we were, we were going to have a conversation all about kind of the ins and outs of diabetes, all the burnout, the kind of overwhelm that can come with it and just kind of like get down into the, the real nitty gritty. So thank you for coming on Val. Um, do you want to give a quick intro? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to be on the podcast again with you, but yeah, we're cracking up because we're like, like, you guys think this podcast is like a certain amount of time, but actually there was like a plus 15 minutes for just like diabetes situationing before, (laughs) like, let's get our juice. Do we have water? Where's our blood sugar at? So it's fun when we can bring humor to it. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. Yes, I am a coach inside of Needles and Spoons. I've been a client of Needles and Spoons and I'm really good friends with Lissy. So this is just fun for me. And yeah, I love supporting our clients. I love being a part of the team and happy to, yeah, let's get down and dirty with like the reels of
0: <laughs> diabetes. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much starting on our dead foot. If you want to talk about the real life diabetes, like literally the whole 15 minutes was, okay, wait, my Dexcom says I'm dropping. Okay, it says 72 going down. Let me check. Let me go grab my meter. Oh, it's actually 99. <laughs> grab, grab my juice. Like literally, I feel like those are the things that we get so frustrated with diabetes, but it's just a part of the life. But we had actually like a really unique experience too where we got to meet up in, well, I met you in real life last year in July. And then in March, um, Jordan and I did a cross country road trip and we were in Joshua Tree. And literally the night before we are going to Joshua Tree, I was like, I'm taking off of work. Me and Michael are coming. <laughs> and it was just so cool that we got to actually be together again. And like all four of us, especially. And I just thought it was really, I don't know, experiences like that always make me really happy because like, it's not weird talking about, oh, like we're climbing and I have to figure out my blood sugars or like, what are you bolusing for your lunch? It was just a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, that was so cool. and it's so funny. I don't even know if I told you this, but like the reason I was so like, I'm taking off work and like, I'm coming one. Yes. I wanted to see you guys, but two, like I was actually feeling super burnt out at that time and like overwhelmed with just like diabetes in general. And I hadn't been in that space, like headspace in a while. And I just kind of got back to like, okay, what are the things that really light me up and are fun for me? And like, one of them is like, traveling or doing something spontaneous with people that I love and care about. So it was just like fun that like all of it aligned at the right time. And honestly, that Joshua Tree trip was so fun. I've I've been feeling good like since it's been like months now, but I've just felt so good after that. And yeah, it was fun. So we were in Joshua Tree. Obviously, Lissy and Jordan had never been there before. Michael and I had, but it was fun because it was all like new. Like we didn't know where we were going to hike. We were kind of just going with the flow. So like, so was our strategy. We were just kind of going with the flow with like, what do we know? What can we control right now? And yeah, it was fun. It was like fun to just see like where we, where we were at in real time, like together. Yeah. It was cool.
0: There were quite a few times where we just kept looking at our depth comms and we were at the same, like we had the same trend Throughout the entire day, which is really cool um, because obviously we know similar strategies, but it just like, it's interesting how comforting it was to have another type one there too, because throughout the entire process of going on the trip, like obviously back in my head, I'm like, do I have enough supplies? Do I have enough snacks like we're going into national parks where there's usually not any shops or cell service or like all those things that you're like i need to make sure i have backup everything the meter the batteries the land like anything under the sun so it's just really comforting to like have another type one there like and just kind of to be able to put my mind at ease of, of not even like oh if anything happens she knows what's going on but just kind of like matching the energy it was really yeah to me that was really comforting
1: Yeah, it was. It was fun. We're like, Hey, did you do a temp basil? Like, Oh, like did you bowl us like 20% less for your lunch? Cause we're going to go hike. Like it was just like fun. Yeah. And like, I think when you can add that part to your diabetes and your relationship with diabetes, it like makes it fun and just adds to like, having life be enjoyable when you can like be in those moments like that and just like have a good time. And like that whole day, like diabetes was not heavy. It wasn't stressful. Mm-hmm. It was totally fun. It was with us. And yeah, we also have partners, you know, both of our fiancés are awesome. So like, it was just, it was like a really fun. So anyways, we're trying to tell you guys to go to Joshua tree with the diabetes <laughs> buddy because it's worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, funny story, fun fact that was, just a few days after Jordan and I had gotten engaged. And, um, so that was fun to one celebrate with you guys and just, just see you. But then also what was it like three weeks later, I get a, 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 we get a picture inside of Slack of you with your ring. I was like, he's so sneaky. Michael is so sneaky. He didn't tell us anything.
1: No, he was sneaky. Yeah. I was like, I was totally in shock honestly and it was just cool because yeah it was like a few weeks later and yeah we were in Sequoia National Park so we were in another national park and yeah I just was so surprised but it was also fun because I think a lot of things with Lissy and I and just like our life in general has aligned or is like kind of on this like same path so it's just been fun to be like lol like I'm right behind you Lissy like just got engaged too
0: we always made jokes like what was it the other day we're like all right you're like all right let's see if you ever get pregnant like we're right behind you like we're gonna be like just our whole I feel like our whole lives are kind of like in sync and quote unquote like sorry think about the band in sync um but very in sync like our diagnoses were very similar like similar age uh we're right around the same marker like I'm at eight years are you you're up five six
1: six yeah six, six. six.
0: right so right around the same time frame, everything, like it's just really interesting to have all those synchronicities.
1: Yeah, it is. And like there's a lot. And it's fun, yeah, it's just funny. Like our dogs have the same name. Like, <laughs> come on, that's wild. <laughs> like that still blows my mind. I remember, like, yeah, just funny. Just stuff like gonna- that, where we're like, yeah, what are the odds?
0: It was like on a call, you're like, Russell, no. I'm like, are you talking to my dog? And you're like, no, my dog's name is Russell. I'm like, Oh, same. But like
1: we'll just add it to the list.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we should really create another, like a running one. It would be great. But yeah, let's kind of like go back there. So like you had said during that time frame, you were kind of feeling a little burnt out. I feel like we're kind of in this unique kind of we're both kind of there. We're in this unique time frame where we've had diabetes for long enough where it feels it feels normal. Like I I mean, I don't really not that I don't remember life without it, but it doesn't really it feels normal enough in my day where it's it's normal now. It's routine. But we're also under that ten year mark. So I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm a little closer to ten years, and sometimes it just kind of really hits me of like, oh, yeah, this is really not going away. Like this is for good. And sometimes I can get really intimidating and just overwhelming of of like you don't get that break. So, like, do you want to, can you take us into a little bit of your perspective of maybe like what you're feeling before that trip? Um, or like just like recent, like what's like when you feel burnt out?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, being at the six year mark, Yeah, yeah, I feel like on, yeah, you just feel like it's totally normal. It's part of you. And yeah, I try not to like reflect too much on like what my life was before, you know, because even like thinking about like reflecting on like who was I when I was 17, it's like, I don't know, I'm about to be 30. Like that person seems like, I feel like just as humans, like we evolve and expand so much like in life. And I think it's the same with like diabetes, right? We're always like expanding, evolving with it as we're growing as a person. So, that's helped. But yeah, at that time, oh, like what month was that? I just feel like a lot was going on. So I had moved out of my mom's house with Michael into our new place. So we were like just moving. Um I had gotten like some new roles in coaching, which was amazing. And then I feel like there was like another transition, but I'm not remembering at that time. There was just a lot of shifts happening at that time. And I was like slowly noticing myself, like kind of. I think I first noticed it in like my headspace. Like I start to have these thoughts that come in, and they kind of like hold me down or like make me feel like locked in a spot. And I was like, oh, like, and when I when I think of burnout, I don't think about just with diabetes because I think of it as like an exhaustion with like my mind and my body. Like I'm tired, and. Yeah, I just got to a point where I was like, Ooh, I'm not feeling good. And I'm like starting to get emotional where I'm like crying and I'm frustrated and I like want to throw the juice box at the wall. Like, this isn't where I want to be. But I was at that point. And when you're in that space, it is hard to come out of it if you don't have like that foundation of things that really make you feel good when you feel that way. And I think a big thing for me personally is that I've always really loved and made time for like self-care and being able to do those practices consistently is what keeps me in like a good space like month to month or like day to day is really doing something for myself and I was at a point where I wasn't having time alone like I wasn't meditating by myself I was doing everything either with my partner or with people around and I wasn't alone um but yeah so I wasn't feeling the best and I knew that I had to do something like way out of my day-to-day norm in order to get back to a space that feels good. And for me, I love traveling. I love being adventurous. And I realized I hadn't done that for a while. So I was like, oh, maybe that's what my body's like really craving at this time. So, you know, whether I was going to go to Joshua Tree, you know, with you guys, I was going to do something regardless like that weekend because it got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to like go be outside. I need to be in nature. Like those are the things that light me up and I need to get there again. And to me, I'm like, even if I do it for 10 minutes, like that's going to get me out of this space. Um, But a huge thing I think with time that's really helped me is just like acknowledging that burnout is a thing and that it's totally natural. And I think for so long I was fighting against it and being hard on myself for like experiencing it. Like, oh, you're a bad person because you're feeling burnt out or you're not doing good enough and that's why you're burnt out. Like you shouldn't even be in this space. Like I was so hard on myself before. But then being able to switch the language to one, acknowledging it without judgment and being like, this is okay, this is normal and it's natural. Whether I have diabetes or not, people get burnt out with a lot of things going on. Um, And then I started to like lean into it more like, okay, woo, I'm in this phase now of like maybe feeling burnt out, maybe feeling exhausted. So like, what are my go tos? Um, And that's really like helped just that shift. And I think at that time before Joshua Tree, I was in like that heavier spot in my life or like just a spot of burnout and I could feel it. And I knew I was entering that phase. So I had to, you know, I also had to be like strong enough to pull myself and be like, okay, you're here, you're acknowledging it. And like, what can you do about it? That's like in your control that doesn't feel overwhelming and still is something that you love to do.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to acknowledge all of that too, of like, that, it is very normal to feel burnt out because especially now, like I love the online diabetes community. I love being a part of it. I love seeing other people posting and like, I love normalizing that. <laughs> First of all, other people live with diabetes. I'm not alone, but sometimes it can get really overwhelming and seeing like all of the, the positivity. And some of it might be some toxic positivity and others is genuine positivity. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to see that because I, that's not how I'm feeling right now. And I think, especially when it comes to like, because we're in a coaching role or, or, you know, that kind of thing, it's easy for people to say, oh, well, you don't feel burnt out. It's like, no, I actually feel burnt out pretty often. Um, Like, and for me, it kind of goes in these different waves where either it's kind of in this I'm in this mode where I need to just not think about it. Like I I need to take a death's calm break or just like let my, my blood sugars ride out a little bit. Like I'm just this week, actually, I'm like, I'm riding the roller coaster. Like I'm in the 200 sometimes then I'm going low. And like, sometimes I'm in a good enough mental space where I can zoom into that and say, okay, like what is the reasoning? And then other times I just need to let it ride. And then on the other end of the spectrum, sometimes it's so overwhelming and in my face that I, yeah, of course, like there are tears. I remember last December, uh, Jordan and I were about to go to his cousin's wedding, and his cousin's wedding was in Philadelphia. So we had to leave pretty early. Like it was a whole day. But that morning, oh my God, I don't know. It was just such a, a wild <laughs> ride. First, my, I guess I had a pump leak and I didn't realize it. Um, but my deaths come gave out. So it just gave me a sensor error. And when I, my last reading was at like one thirty, So I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I don't really have to worry. I'm getting ready. And then all of a sudden I, I go, I'm like, okay, let me do a finger prick. So then when my death come back, comes back on, I'll know where I'm at. And it said, I was like almost 400, which I haven't been in a very long time. So that to me was like, so overwhelming, just just seeing that difference in between my Dexcom and between the meter, I was like, "Wait a minute, what? What on earth happened?" And then, so as I was going to change my um <laughs> I remember I hit the release button, and it it did that thing where like it doesn't come off, like it doesn't release. So I'm like, oh, no. right, and now I just wasted like a sensor. My blood, my blood sugar is at 400. My pump was leaking, so I had to change that. It was just like everything that could go wrong with diabetes that day was going wrong. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be going to a wedding and spending time with you know this other other family of mine, and I'm just not in the mental space at all. So it's just like that whole day <laughs> it was just like I. That was one day where I. I think I was, I was texting you, I was texting Amanda, I like people who get it because you guys live with diabetes and I, like just hearing like, Hey, I get it was so comforting. Cause I can look at Jordan all day long and he's like, it's okay. It's okay. And while I love that, I love that he tries to resonate sometimes it's just like, but you don't have to deal with this. Like you don't have to understand, you know, and even little parts of, of the day, sometimes it's like, if we have a call at eight 30 or seven 30 and Jordan, like maybe we're cooking dinner and it takes longer to cook, so I can't eat dinner until after my call. But I'll just say, sometimes it can feel really exhausting to think other people don't have to think about these things. And that's enough for it to feel really overwhelming and you know, kind of lead us to that, at least to me, to that exhaustion of like, right, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. And acknowledging it, like letting it, letting it exist.
1: Yeah. And I feel like we're always... <sighs> I feel like there's just like a part of being human, but we're always so quick to like blame and shame ourselves. Right. Like I had like a similar experience, uh, like not that long ago either. I think it was in May where I went on a, like a camping trip to celebrate for Michael's birthday. And two of the day, like nights, like my blood sugars were, yeah, like almost in the 400s. And I was like, not understanding. I had changed my site, put new insulin, like did all that I could while we're like camping, and i wasn't getting it and then i got back home i think i was texting you too cuz i was like freaking out um i was like i don't know what's happening like i just was like nervous you know and um i had like peed on those little sticks and i was like oh shoot there's like ketones happening like what's going on here but it took like a whole 3 days of me like being like what is going on it was really hard to troubleshoot and then i realized like oh my gosh i think my insulin got too cold in the cooler Of like all of our food while we were camping. And I had just never thought of that before because I I kept thinking like, if I've dosed this many times, like changed all these things, like I'm not sure really what it is. Um, but yeah, I think even that, that was like, you know, burnout could be like a day. It could be 10 minutes, but that was like three days of like, I was so exhausted and I was frustrated. I was like, sad. I didn't know what to do, but I was so quick to like blame myself for like behaviors. Like, Oh, Maybe it's because I drink alcohol or like maybe it's because I ate different foods or like maybe it was because I didn't do X, Y and Z. And I was so quick to blame myself. And instead of really like just letting that piece go and being like, hey, this could happen for so many different reasons. And I may never know what it was or pinpoint what it was. But now I'm in a better spot now. And so I just need to be like, "Okay, that that experience happened and not be so hard on myself and just let it go. And it's like, you know, when you have like a bad day. It's like you get to decide in that moment, like I just had a bad morning, right? It's like, am I going to be upset about like what happened at 8 a.m. for the rest of the day? Or am I just going to like acknowledge it, take a deep breath, do something that makes me feel better and then like continue with the day? Because I really think diabetes is such a honestly, like a minute to minute kind of thing. It is like, yes, day to day, month to month, year to year. But really, when we look at it, it's like minute to minute because (laughs) things are shifting in real time and we see things in real time. So being able to be present in that um, is definitely a practice. Like you got to practice that.
0: Definitely. And to your point, I think that there's a a point where ownership has to like start and end. And I know that we talk a lot about ownership and just within our coaching programs. And yes, there's a time and place for it. Like, of course, sometimes our behavior is like things that we are taking ownership over or need to take ownership over, they matter. But at the same time, I think it's kind of ironic where we have more of a tendency to take ownership over the, the shitty parts and like not the the good parts. So like, sometimes I'll see a hundred blood sugar. or I used to, I'll, like, I would see a you know, perfect number and be like, Oh, I got lucky. And it's like, no, like I did something right. You know, I did something that supported that blood sugar, but when we're feeling like when things don't go well, like to your point of it could have been the insulin got too cold, you know? And it's like, Oh, why did I do that? Or something I did, or, you know, so it's so easy to kind of like, mm- swap out the ownership where it should happen, and sometimes when we need to let it go. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it's interesting or tendencies that can happen around that.
1: Yeah. And like you just think about like when someone gives you like a good compliment and then someone says something that like might bother you, it's like you get so stuck on that, even if like someone gave you like a hundred good compliments and then it's like you hear something like one thing that just didn't align with you or like it just sounded off. You get so stuck on that. And I think that's just part of us growing too, being able to celebrate ourselves. And it doesn't have to be something huge. It can just be like, hey, I drank a lot of water today. That was good for my body and my blood sugars. And that's cool. And that's awesome. Versus like it has to be a number thing. You know, we can celebrate all the other things outside of that. And I think that's what's cool with a lot of our clients, too, is. It's easy for them to like join programs or people join programs and we're so fixated on those numbers, right? Like that's like our goals and we want to reach these certain numbers. But when you can walk out of something feeling empowered, confident, having trust in your body, all of the above, like that is, I think, the biggest wins is like the life part because that really is the life part and being able to enjoy life with that with you. It just feels good.
0: Right. And one of my favorite practices, I think, sometimes on our data reflection calls, I'll have people say, like, You know, okay, we're gonna go through the data, but as you're going through it, I want you to start off with like two things that you like about yourself that have nothing to do with numbers, have nothing to do with diabetes. Because how often are we asked outside of our diabetes, like how often are we asked things that we like about ourselves? Or like when we're in our endos appointment, looking at our reports, they're not looking at all the other contributions. They're not looking at like, Hey, what are things that you enjoy? Or like, what are you doing for work, or you know, how are your relationships and your social life and your your home? Like nobody's asking you those things, so that's just like one of my favorite practices to do to bring in that kind of that whole picture. Just fun.
1: Yeah, I love that, and yeah, that's so true. I know we need to do more of that, just as people, you know.
0: Right, <laughs> but yeah,
1: it's good. All
0: right. So, like, what are like when you are feeling that way? Like, what are those go to practices that you have? Um, Yeah.
1: So one of my favorite things, I read this in a book a while ago and it was a practice. And ever since I read this practice, I've just kind of look at things this way, but it was talking about the word should. And I feel like a lot of times, especially with diabetes, it's so quick to come out of our mouths. Like we should be doing this. I should be bolusing. I should pre-bolus. I should be counting carbs better. I should be exercising. I should be doing X, Y, and Z. And I feel like that word just automatically like makes you not feel good when you say it, you know, it's just like a very heavy word. And so what this practice was, was just like writing things down that like, quote unquote, you should be doing and then switching that word should to could. And it gives you more like ownership option of like how to go about things. So what I do is I totally don't think of the word should, especially when I'm feeling that way, like fully exhausted, fully burnt out. And I just think about like, What is one of two things that I could be doing that will make me feel good and make me not feel so overwhelmed by the numbers or the burnout? And so like Lissy said earlier is just like zooming out. There's so much times where we're zooming into the numbers, zooming into our behaviors, zooming into a lot of things. So being able to fully like zoom out and just like pause and be like, what can I enjoy today? Or like, what makes me feel good? Or what's an affirmation that I could say that I love? Or what's something that I could do that will make me feel good in this moment? And sometimes it is in that moment. If I'm like, these alerts are annoying me, (laughs) I'm just going to turn off the alerts for like three hours and take a break. Like I have control of that and it feels good to feel in control to turn that off. Um, But yeah, definitely like the zooming out. And when I say zooming out, I think of that time of like replenishing myself. So if I'm exhausted, like mentally, And physically, like this isn't a time where I'm going to do a shit ton of stuff or I'm going to go work out super hard. Like this is where I'm going to literally jump into like that self-care and that's going to be like taking naps, like drinking my favorite tea, like going on a walk with Michael, like jumping on a call with a friend, like doing something that almost doesn't have to be 100 percent about diabetes, but allows me to like replenish my energy so that I can like just feel a little bit better. Um, and you know it. with our clients, we talk about our MVC, our minimal viable commitment all the time. And um, I've also heard it in the way of like your lowest hanging fruit. So when I say like the shoulds and the coulds, I always imagine like this giant tree with all these things that quote unquote, we should be doing. And I'm like, whoa, if I'm burnt out and then I'm staring at this tree of all these things I'm supposed to do, that's way too much, way too overwhelming. And it's going to put me in like, a heavier space than i want to be. So i'm like, hey, i'm hanging out in the shade at the bottom of the tree and i could choose one or two of these lowest hanging fruits to do. And sometimes that's as simple as like i'm going to take insulin today. I'm going to drink water. Um i'm going to go on a walk outside in the sun for 5 minutes so i can get some vitamin D. And it can be that simple and i try to keep it as simple as possible especially if he, especially if i'm in a place where my head's already feeling overwhelmed it's just easier to grab that lowest hanging fruit. And I think for all of us, that's going to be unique to us because we all, you know, feel different and feel good in different ways.
0: I think that's so important too, because it offers choice because like, especially in our position, you know, who gave us, who, who gives us much choice? You know, we didn't choose to have diabetes. We very, not very often get choice within our, you know, our supplies, our insurance company, like we're kind of always told like what to do and how to do it. And I think that this is a really good opportunity to actually offer ourselves choice. Like yesterday, um, I had a 12 hour birthday. Like it was just exhausting. Like I had sits calls throughout the day. It was just, you know, and to your point, like I, I kind of set myself up myself up with those MVCs of like, what is small things that I can do throughout the day. Sorry guys, if you can hear my dog, Um, what are small things that I can offer myself throughout the day that still support my blood sugars and and support my body and, and my mindset, but also don't feel so overwhelming and all, all consuming, like to your point, I could go and work out, but also I could just go for a walk with my dogs and just like having those different options. It just, it's still supporting me. It's still getting my body moving, getting me outside it's making my dogs happy because they're insane and have a lot of energy as you might be able to hear in the background, but it, it just offers that choice. And I think that's really valuable, especially when, you know, pe- where people live with diabetes and sometimes that's not a, it's not a word we get to hear a lot.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like no matter what situation you're in, in life, like there's always ways to take care of yourself and people you love, but it might just look different sometimes you know, it's going to look different and that's okay. Like maybe taking care of yourself one month is feeling really good, but it might look different if your headspace is tired and you're overwhelmed and you're feeling burnt out, like taking care of yourself might be, yeah, drinking that glass of water and walking with your dog. And that's awesome. And when we can like shift the headspace or our mindset to like see things that way with like the choice and having options, it feels a lot better than sitting in a box and feeling like you can't, get out of it and you don't have options of what you can do.
0: Right. And it kind of takes away that mindset of I'm not doing enough. It's just saying I'm meeting myself where I'm at and that's enough right now. And that's plenty. You know, There's not many days that we actually, I don't know, there's a lot of days where we have so many things that we should be doing, exercising, drinking water, pre-bolizing, getting everything right. It's like giving yourself that grace to step back and say, I'm giving myself enough right now and that's okay. I love it. Yeah,
1: yeah me too. I I love um, being able to talk about this too because someone listening could be in that spot right now and feeling, you know, like stuck or not sure which way to go. And honestly, I think whatever way is going to make you feel relieved from that is the way to go. And sometimes it has nothing to do with the number and that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love it. So, if you did say like one, you're you're actually really good at affirmations. So, anybody listening, you might not know this about Val, but she for a long time was our accountability coach inside of Keep One Hundred, and recently she did step up into a new role. So, we have a new accountability coach. But for a long time, you would go in and send kind of daily affirmations or just like words of wisdom to our clients inside of our uh, Slack channel. So, if you were to offer kind of like words of wisdom, anything that can connect to anybody feeling burnt out right now or just tired, exhausted. Like, what would you say?
1: Ooh, I like this.
0: (laughs) Putting you on the spot.
1: (laughs) I know. I was like, Oh, I wish I prepared a bunch of affirmations I could have said like right now. Um, Well, first I want to give like a little tip that's definitely helped. And then I'll share some words of wisdom, but definitely something that's helped me a lot is incorporating self-care as like a priority in my months and in my day. Um, so you guys may also know that I'm the woman's wellness coach. So I talk a lot about like the menstrual cycle and self-care alongside that in different times of the month, but what that's allowed me to do to just have a consistent practice of self-care for myself. And when I say self-care, I know some people think of like, Ooh, like face masks and getting your nails done, but it really doesn't have to be that it can be buying yourself flowers It can be enjoying your favorite dessert with someone that you love. It can be, um, going to feed the fishes at the pond. I mean, it can be a lot of things and it doesn't have to be just about like skincare and things like that. I think we often think of that first. Um, but it can be like scheduling a massage. I mean, it can be a lot of things. So remember to take that with what caring for yourself means for you. Um, but definitely, incorporating it as something as a priority, but also something that's like consistent in your life, I think helps. So every month there's specific things that I do intentionally for myself so that I'm giving myself love no matter what every single month. And that feels good to me. And it feels like something consistent. It feels something that I can like lean on and I can expect it's something that excites me. So having something like that is super important. Um, and really like taking time to reflect on like what that would be for you. If you love group meditations or something like that, it's like how can you schedule one of those every couple months so that you can look forward to it. It excites you and it lights you up. And being consistent with that, just like you're consistent with maybe your workout plan or the meal plans. I don't know whatever you're consistent with in your life, the same face wash you do every morning and your sunblock, like. Just as important as those things are to be consistent, so is like the self-care and making yourself a priority. And when you can do that, um, I think when you get to a point of burnout, it feels a lot less overwhelming and a lot less stressful because you know your go-to that makes you feel good. Um, so that's definitely a tip. Try to bring it into your schedule for some clients I've even said, like, if you're a busy person and you're always on your computer, always working. And if you have a calendar on the computer, like block out a time every day where it's like for you, um, just doing something as simple as that can be very, very powerful and empowering for yourself. So yeah, that can be like blocking out 30 minutes where you're going to eat lunch outside or listen to a podcast outside or just sit outside (laughs) and step away from the desk. Um, so yeah, getting, or getting, um, like curious of like what that is for you and then how can you make it that priority and consistent in your life. Um, But words of wisdom, honestly, you guys, I just like think loving yourself is just a practice that we also don't do. And I think if you can find a way, like Lissy said to celebrate yourself and love things about yourself And make that a practice too, whether it's like looking in the mirror every day and telling yourself that you love yourself or writing it down until it feels comfortable to say out loud, just finding ways to truly, truly love yourself. Because I think it sounds so like woo woo, but like when we love ourselves, like We just like radiate that out into other areas of our life and everything just feels really good. And that's just like, I always say like, if you can shine your light and share your light with other people, it just like comes right back at you. Um, And in these times of burnout, just loving yourself, like, Hey, if you're, if you were talking to another diabetic, who's feeling burnt out, how would you talk to them? What are the words that you would use? Use those words on yourself. And remember that you're just someone trying to do their best, doing as best as they can in every single moment. And despite all of that, you're still moving forward. You're still showing up for yourself, even though it looks different every day. And to love yourself in that way, I think is part of like deepening that relationship with diabetes because it's a huge part of who we are and our life. So I'm all about the love. Like Bob Marley says, <laughs> like just, just, just share the love and really share it with yourself. That would be my biggest thing. Um and for me, it was a practice of affirmations. And that's why I love affirmations, is I started writing them down, but then when I was able to say them to myself in a mirror, I think I really started to internalize it and really like love myself for everything and like whatever was coming up in my health, in my life, in my job. And that's who I am today now.
0: <laughs> I love it. And I really like that you mentioned like if you know, say what you would want to what you would say to another person with diabetes or if somebody else is feeling burnt out, like, and Hey, like if you don't know what to say to yourself, text somebody that it's somebody else who's living with diabetes or Hey, message us on Instagram or whatever it is. Like one of the, I think one of the most kind things that I've heard, um, it, you guys might know Amanda separate. She's a T1D nutritionist online, but we're, we're pretty close in, in person because she lives in New Jersey. We both have a diabetes. Our, Journeys are very similar. And I remember like one time I was so caught up in the numbers of just being so frustrated that my blood sugar was at like 200 all day. And I I was frustrated. I was anxious and I was just like venting to her. And she messaged me back and she was like, I know you're frustrated, but you should really let yourself eat. Like you should really eat right now. And I don't know, something about that was just so comforting of being like, you're right. Like I should, take care of myself. Like, yes, my blood sugar is a little high, but like that will come down and I need to just take care of my body right now. And it was just like very, I know it was just very comforting, very, just felt good to hear. But sometimes I find myself, I'm like, I really need to. So weeks like this where I'm feeling kind of burnt out, tired, don't really want to think about diabetes. Like I channel my inner vow of like, okay, what can I do to make the situation lighter or just like bring more play into my life? If that's what I'm feeling, sometimes it's more rest, but like tomorrow, or um, the other day, I like texted to Jordan and because he's at the firehouse and tomorrow is his birthday. And uh, so I'm like, hey, like in the morning, do you want to just like go to the park and we can like buy a basketball or like badminton and just like I'm gonna bring my <laughs> roller skates from Target that I've never really worn yet. And I'm like, can we just go to the park and just like play. Like I it sounds so silly because we're 27, or we will be 28 tomorrow. But like sometimes we just need that light energy in the journey. Um so it's, I really like those those tips. It's really it feels good.
1: I love that you said play. Yes. I think play is huge. That's something, yeah, you guys, I'm gonna be 30 <laughs> soon. <laughs> um and yeah, I like joined an adult soccer league. Like soccer was something I played my whole life. But then when I became an adult, I didn't play as much. That has been like the coolest, most fun thing to do that I look forward to on like a week to week basis. Yeah. It's been a journey to figure out what the heck to do with my blood sugars. Cause I used to play competitive soccer and I didn't have diabetes. So it's all new, you know, it's something that, you know, has really been a fun experience to learn with. Um, but yeah, the play thing is fun. Yeah. Michael and I have a soccer ball. We'll just like go kick the ball. We also love to like ride bikes around. We don't have those cool like e bikes, like the electric bikes, but we just have like a regular bike, <laughs> which is just like super fun. And I think, yeah, being playful like that is so, so fun. Like, if you can join like an adult kickball league or like a softball team, like, I don't know why sports stuff is just like so funny and so fun. And in those moments, I feel like my headspace opens up and I'm just like a little kid again. And I'm not thinking about the diabetes. I'm not even like, worried about it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm having so much fun right now. And I'm cracking up. And this is like really what life is all about. And yeah, I think also like how Lissy said, like, we're not alone in these feelings and it feels good when you can talk about it with people. But, yeah. You know, all those other people walking down the street that don't have diabetes, they have stuff too. And for those people too, like they need to be playing and doing fun things and looking and getting curious about like, what are those things that are making me excited. Like sometimes I just like draw, I'm not good at drawing, but I just do it because it's like mindless and it helps me get to like a fun, playful spot. And I just like crack up when I'm doing it. Cause I'm like, what, what's happening? right now? <laughs> I like yeah. That. I love that you guys are going to do that.
0: I like that. You mentioned the bike idea. I think I'm just like destined to not own a bike. Um, I had like one of those really cute beach bikes, and then I moved to Miami and my toxic ex-boyfriend like literally sold it for threw it away I don't even know what he did but and then I came home and me and Jordan started dating and last year for my birthday he bought me a bike like he we we just bought like used bikes just to like go out and have fun and then and then like literally a month later somebody stole it from our front yard so, so I'm like I'm not destined to have a bike but I have roller skates so I will learn to use those and it'll work
1: Dang. I remember hearing that about your bike. Oh no. I know. That's like such a bummer. (sighs) I know. But yeah, I love, yeah. And you know, just be like funny. Like the other day I took like a new gym class or like a workout class. It was like a group class literally had no idea what type of exercise it was. So I was like, I am going in and just going to figure it out as I go, because it's a new class at the gym and they're just doing this like trial run. But I was like, I want to check it out. Like I'm curious. And yeah, my blood sugars were at a spot where I was like, all right, they're out of range. All right. But I just, it was such a fun class with such fun music. And I just kept laughing being like, hey, it's just data for next time. It's just data for next time. And sometimes like being able to say things like that can be comforting, right? Like, just like you said, Amanda was like, hey, still eat your food. Like sometimes saying those stuff to yourself can be like funny. You're like, whoa, my blood sugar's wilding out. Like, you know, just being able to like make it like silly like that and fun because that's like life and it's just never going to be perfect and that's okay. And nothing else is. So we might as well like enjoy. Um, Also, I think I said this to Lissy too. This is another thing when I'm feeling super overwhelmed and burnt out, I always tell myself, I'm like, Val, you're just floating in the middle of space (laughs) on a giant rock. So chill out. (laughs) And that always helps me because I'm like, that's so true. We're literally on a giant rock in space, just floating why are we so stressed about this
0: freaking number like it's okay (laughs) nothing to bring you into reality like that
1: (laughs) yeah I'm like if we want to get real you're just floating around so might as well make it fun
0: (laughs) that's got a little uh (laughs) like we did not uh plan out this conversation but (laughs) it's great no I I really like the conversation I think it's a really important one and just like again kind of normalizes it and I think it's, it's nice to take out what's in all of our minds and kind of put it out on the table. So if you're somebody who's been feeling kind of exhausted, burnt out, or like you've just experienced this in one way or another, you know, just remember you're definitely not alone. There are so many people with diabetes who have been, even if they don't admit it, we've all been in the same position. So we've all felt this way. Um, but Val, thank you for having this conversation and hanging out with me on your Friday afternoon. I love it. I I love podcasting, but sometimes I need to have that extra energy. So thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, this was so fun. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. And yeah, this is just so fun for us. I think having these conversations and just being real about everything is just fun. And yeah, you're not alone. We're with you in it. And we're always here if you want to chat if you want some affirmations, let me know. I'll send send them over. Um, but yeah, this was so fun and such a great way to start my Friday. So thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: I love it.